What's up, guys? Glad to see you. Glad to have you here. A little late tonight, I know, but I wasn't feeling the best today, but still going to power through this stream. Got to talk about this stuff going on. Also, I've been a little quiet on social media lately because I am working on a fun project, big project. I'll tell you guys more about it in a couple of weeks. Also, a song I just played, Tom McDonald's new song called American Flags. It's a good one. Sorry for you uh, rap haters out there, though. So we're going to be talking about, of course, Trump's indictment. <laughs> Got to be honest, I love it. It's great. The re, the absolute just <laughs> coming from the left. And just imagine if this goes to discovery, by the way. Just want to say that. We'll talk about that more in a few moments. And um, it's like a full frontal attack going on against Trump right now because the New York Attorney General's trying to bring out a new lawsuit and like take him to court over new stuff. But also the Michigan, is it Michigan Attorney General? Yeah, Michigan Attorney General are uh, suing the former candidate over pretty much the same stuff that Trump's getting uh, indicted for questioning the election and all that stuff so it's like full frontal attack um tucker carlson a few hours ago just uploaded an interview he did with devin archer former business associate of the bidens and that's a doozy it's just part one so there'll be more parts to that but devin archer brings out uh this never before seen handwritten letter that joe biden penned to him back when joe biden was vp so, bringing some receipts to the table in this one. It's a good interview. Go Tucker. And uh, Bernie Sanders, too, wanting to uh, prosecute oil companies, gas companies, over climate change. <laughs> Prosecuting them over freaking climate change, bro. Dude, Bernie. I remember seven, eight years ago... A lot of my millennial associates, they were crazy over Bernie. I could never get on the Bernie train. Some about him was just weird to me. I was too much of a Ron Paul head, I think. And uh, up to the 2016 election, I just disassociated from it all. I thought it was all a Illuminati scam. I wasn't a Trump supporter back then. It wasn't until Trump won and then afterwards that I was like, huh, maybe this guy isn't one of them. But... Old crusty Bernie, bro. Can't believe that guy's still trucking along. Whatever. And a few other news articles in there, too. So a lot of stuff we'll go through today. Shout out to the chat. You're just trying to deal with clown world, buddy. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> all right, let's dive into it. If you want to support this podcast, feel free to go check out my supplement brand, Conscious Strength, ConsciousStrength.net. Got a lot of good stuff on there, and blogs, and videos, some information, great products. Support this podcast, and I will package this up myself and send it to you. Free shipping on all orders in the USA. If you're outside of the USA, I can still send something to you, but shipping might be a pain in the ass. Also, consider checking out Locals, my Locals account. You can follow me for free on there. Whenever I upload a video or come out with a podcast or Substack article or whatever i do post it to locals so i do make uh free posts on there that you can see and stay up to date on my latest shit stirring but 
if you subscribe on there for five bucks a month, I'll get you a link to an exclusive Telegram chat. I'll get you a discount code to my supplements and you'll get some other neat stuff too. And I post some exclusive videos now and again on Locals too. So I'll leave a link for both of these things down below. All right, first story. Check this out. Donald Trump conviction could be a death sentence. Wrong. <laughs> you are fake news. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Can't believe it. They're actually, uh, obviously, it's, it's such a show. They're making such a freaking show out of this. That's great, actually, because it's um, polarizing. It's polarizing the left and the right to argue about this issue. And it's such an, a trash argument, too, for it. It's such a trash argument for the conviction or for the indictment that <laughs> it's, it's, getting the, it's getting the jimmies, Russell, that's for sure. But meanwhile, check this out. It's a Newsweek article, by the way. Donald Trump conviction could be death sentence. Also mainstream media, Trump supporters falsely claim special counsel seeking death penalty and indictment over 2020 election. What? Literally mainstream media. Trump conviction could be death sentence. Also mainstream media. Trump supporters falsely claim death penalty. Bro, you're the guys that said that. They're literally their own straw man. Blaming us for what they're writing. And no, we aren't saying, I mean, if you want to get technical here and parse the words, we're not saying special counsel is seeking the death penalty. We're saying, oh, the conviction could be a death sentence with all the conspiring charges brought in that indictment. So anyway, parsing the freaking words of these idiots in the mainstream media is a full-time job. And that's why I'm here for you. So... Major lie exposed in Cracksmith's garbage J6 indictment of Orange Man Bad. And that was the... I detailed this in my Rumble video last night I uh, did on this situation. One of the arguments that Jack Smith and his prosecutorial team made in that 45-page indictment letter was they were... Referencing the CISA agency, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. That that was good old Chris Krebs. Remember Chris Krebs? He looked like a surfer Cali boy. Said that there was zero evidence of voting systems being compromised in the 2020 election. Um, but, as the Gateway Pundit writes here, that claim is literally contradicted by Biden's Department of Frickin' Justice like the same people that brought this indictment towards Trump. Uh, back in November 2021, Biden's DOJ charged two Iranian hackers who successfully hacked into a state computer election system. The hackers, Sayed Mohammed Hussein Musi Kazimi and Sajad Kashian, stole voter registration data and used it to carry out a cyber intimidation campaign. Look at that. Siza is wrong. That's pretty much... The crux of this whole trash indictment is just Jack Smith played this he said, she said game. 
And oh, because the CISA agency said the election was fine. And oh, because the Michigan Attorney General said that there's no evidence of fraud in their election. That means Trump is wrong. That means Trump is knowingly wrong and we must indict him. That's pretty much all it boiled down to. And then there were six co-conspirators named in that indictment as well. Six of them. Uh, it, was pretty to e it was pretty easy to figure out that co-conspirator one was Rudy Giuliani. I couldn't tell who the other five were, but I didn't dig too deep into the 45-page indictment. Turns out CNN published all the names of those six co-conspirators. And uh, some people are gathering that that was likely a leak from the Department of Justice to CNN, naming exactly who those co-conspirators were. And the names of those co-conspirators, one was Rudy Giuliani. That was uh, easy to find out based upon how that indictment was written. But number two is John Eastman. Number three, Sidney Powell in there. Hmm. Number four was Jeffrey Clark. Number five, Kenneth Chesbro. And number six, looks like it's unnamed. Um, number six is a political consultant who helped implement a plan to submit fraudulent slates of electors to obstruct the certification proceeding. So don't know who number six is, but we have the names of Five of the other ones. Rudy Giuliani is pissed about this. I saw him during a podcast today flipping his shit over it. Don't blame him. So there's that. And then one of the charges, there were four charges in this indictment. Um, conspiracy to defraud the U.S. and whatever. Conspiracy to defraud the electors or whatever. Who's the real conspiracy theorist here? I guess it's Jack Smith trying to claim that Trump was conducting conspiracies, but the last charge, the last charge in this was count four, conspiracy against rights, a violation of 18 U.S. Code 241. What is 18 U.S. Code 241? This comes from the 1917, interesting number there, Espionage Act. And literally involves two or more persons who go in disguise on the highway. Little uh, antiquated there. Little outdated of a charge. As Cash Patel writes, talk about the DOJ and their literal highway robbery on their two-tier system of justice. <laughs> two or more persons go in disguise on the highway. Uh, no, bro. Those were your Fed boys going into the Capitol on January 6th. Those were your uh, people in disguise on the highway. <laughs> Not Trump. Conspiracy against rights? Like, what? What are they trying to... It's like they closed their eyes and they just spun a wheel of charges and see what stuck. Flip through the pages and just pointed at one. Okay, we'll charge Trump with that. And we are learning, this is according to the Washington Post today, by the way, Obama met with Biden earlier this summer at a private lunch, and together they voiced concerns about Trump's political strengths. This is what WAPO wrote. 
including an intensely loyal following, a Trump-friendly conservative media ecosystem, and a polarized country. Underlining Obama's worry that Trump could be a more formidable candidate than many Democrats realize. What? What? Uh, it appears the Democrats very much realize what a formidable candidate Trump is, hence indictment after indictment after lawsuit after attack. And is Obama just, what? Is he just... Is it, this isn't groundbreaking. It's almost as if he just had to remind Biden because Biden has dementia. So Obama had to come in, eat lunch with him and say, hey, Biden, remember, his name is Trump. His name is Trump. We had to rig the last election for you, remember. So um, might not be a good idea to sit in your basement this time because we we can't exactly bring out another another COVID scandemic. We already tried that one. We played that card. So remember, Biden. Take your meds, change your depends, and uh, read the teleprompter frickin' right, you jackass. Tja, Obama meets with Biden. A month or two later, indictment, indictment, indictment. Who's really in charge of what's going on? Is his name Barry? Barry Satoro? All right, and then at the Capitol today, there was kind of a, a um, false start. Capitol Police tweeted, Our officers are searching in and around the Senate office buildings as we respond to a concerning 911 call. I guess somebody called in saying there was an active shooter situation at the Capitol, and they evacuated the whole Senate. Turned out it was a fake call or a non-situation but yeah when i first saw this i'm like oh man false flag blame it on a trump supporter of course but turns out nothing burger so there's that and here is trump's own attorney john lauro on fox news today saying pretty much what uh the positives that we could take away from this situation. How, and I was describing this last night at the end of my Rumble video, in that, what if this gets to discovery? How many lawsuits did we have in the circa 2020-2021 time frame, right after the election? How many of those lawsuits that went to the state level in these states were uh, thrown out over procedural issues or, or over standing or whatever. So many of them thrown out. But this one, since Trump's being indicted, since this is a much more massive case than all the other ones, and uh, Trump's going to have the resources and the ability, plus he's going to have to defend himself and all the things that he's accused of all those claims of election fraud that Jack Smith is trying to say he lied about, well, now Trump's going to have the opportunity to bring all of that proof to court. And here's the difference between other, all the other cases, because I'm seeing people say, oh, they're just going to, they're not going to let it get to discovery. They're going to throw it out, blah, blah, blah. The difference is all those court cases, 
They got thrown out over standing and procedure and all that at the end of 2020, early 2021. Those were all civil cases. This is different because it's a criminal case. So Trump will get discovery here. And that's going to be glorious. And I think that's exactly what Trump's attorney here was talking about in this Fox News piece. Let's have a little listen together. What Mr. Trump did was exactly uh, constitutionally uh, precise and, and, and in order. There was nothing illegal about that. And, and he was required to take steps as president of the United States to ensure that the, that election was held in a valid way. Um, all of that now is being criminalized. The one thing I will say, though, in 2020, the, Mr. Trump's campaign had a few weeks to gear up and present evidence, and it was very difficult. We now have the ability in this case to issue our own subpoenas, and we will relitigate every single issue in the 2020 election in the context of this litigation. It, it, it gives President Trump an opportunity that he has never had before, which is to have subpoena power since January 6th in a way yeah. that can be exercised in federal but court. But what you're talking about, the states, the states did that. Each individual state certified the elections. They were signed by the governors, oh, many of Brent them Republican Bear. governors, um, and it's many of them good. Republican secretaries of state uh, that signed off and certified those election results before they came to Washington, D.C., and we had what was January 6th. So right. what you're talking about was done. It was certified. No. No, I'm, I'm sorry, but, but you're missing what, what Professor Eastman's advice was. Professor Eastman said that the state legislatures had not opined and weighed in on the changes that had been done in those various states. And what they've really done is invited now a relitigation of 2020, but this time in a criminal court, which is unprecedented. No sitting president has ever been criminally charged for his views, for taking a position. And by the way, is there any doubt there's two systems of justice in the United States? Was Hillary Clinton prosecuted for the Russian hoax? Were, were those individuals who said, don't worry about the Biden, uh, the, the Biden laptop because it's just Russian disinformation? Are they being prosecuted? No, only one person in America is being prosecuted for his political beliefs. And that should send a chill, probably a warning a to every single American who one day wants to get up and say, this is what I believe in. I disagree with the Biden administration, but these are the beliefs I have. Because every person who does that now is subject to a potential criminal case. Ooh, they're going to have subpoena power. And they're going to relitigate every single issue. I like those words. I like those words. It's going to be fun. Over the next few months or however long this plays out, it's going to be fun. But they are going full bore. New York Attorney General, get old Letitia James, saying they're ready to proceed with a trial stemming from their $250 million lawsuit claiming Trump and two of his children and his company engaged in widespread fraud. Full on get Trump mode right now. This would be good gosh. How many how many cases does Trump have going against him right now? He's got the Jack Smith one. He's got the Mar-a-Lago case. Doesn't he have a grand jury in Georgia? You know, with that real creepy millennial witch chick on the grand jury. Uh and that's over election fraud stuff. There's the crazy rape accuser lady. Am I, am I getting this right? Is that four? So would this one be five? That's like tough to keep track at this point. 
So that might be coming soon. And then in Fulton County, Georgia, speaking of that case I just mentioned, um, they're saying, so the Fulton County Sheriff said his office will, uh, if Trump does get indicted in Fulton County over the Georgia, uh, Fulton County DA investigation into Trump's efforts to challenge the 2020 election in Georgia, Fulton County Sheriff said, if Trump does get indicted, they will take his mugshot. Dude, if Trump gets his mugshot taken, that'll be the most viral freaking photo. <laughs> Dude, that'd be... <laughs> oh, that would just go down in meme history for sure. I hope he would put that. I hope he would do a revised version of his coffee table book, Trump's coffee table book, and put his mugshot as like the cover of it. <laughs> I'd buy that. All right, and here's what I was talking about earlier. Uh, former Republican Attorney General candidate Matt DePerno is facing criminal charges in the alleged role in a scheme to access voting machines. Following the 2020 presidential elections. Let's see. He is being sued in the Oakland County Circuit. So, yeah, he ran for uh, Michigan Attorney General. He lost, but, you know, now he's getting criminally charged for trying to access voting machines. Um... Dude, these are voting machines. They should be open sourced. They should be able to be accessed by everybody. Especially if these are, I mean, any elections, local, state, or national. But especially at the state level or the national level. Everybody should be able to see those freaking voting machines. It should be public use, open source, public domain. What are you talking about? Private companies managing this shit. That sounds like a problem waiting to happen, and it already has been. Next, Devin Archer on Tucker. So that's Devin Archer. And here is that, uh, I just want to get to that page that he brings out. Let me find it. As he brings out that uh, nice little signed letter that Joe Biden sent him a few years ago. Come on, play for me. Let's refresh. Acting again. Um, interesting. When did you meet Joe Biden? Joe Biden, I met the first time probably at the 2000 convention. I think yep. it was in LA and then Boston was 2004. So those two times I probably shook hands as they made kind of the power circles around the, yeah. uh, you've, been, you've been to them th through the, through the skyboxes. Um, and, uh, and then following that, really when our, par you know, our partnership started in 2008, 2009-ish, um, conversations started, that's when I re-met Hunter and actually had a you know, sit down and meal with him talked about the transition from lobbying into strategic okay, a little earlier. where's that 
Here it is. Okay. And we'll do a much longer interview and get the entire story. But we, we found this letter kind of amazing. It's from January 20th, 2011, which I think puts you in your late 30s, mid, mid to late right, 30s. Right, right. Okay, so you're, you're a younger man. This is from the Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden, to you personally, and it's personalized here at the bottom. Devin Archer, Rosemont Seneca Partners, that was your partnership with Hunter Biden in yes. Georgetown. Dear Devin, I apologize for not getting a chance to talk to you at the luncheon yesterday. I was having trouble getting away from hosting President Hu, Hu Jintang, who was yes. running China at that point. I hope I get a chance to see you again soon with Hunter. I hope you enjoyed lunch. Thanks for coming. Sincerely, Joseph R. Biden Jr. P.S. Handwritten. Happy you guys are together. So there are many levels here. But here's the vice president of the United States saying to you, a man in his mid-30s, who's not a government official, I'm sorry I was occupied with the guy who runs the world's largest country. I would much rather talk to you and thank you. What was he thanking you for? Well, uh, you know, first of all, it's a lovely letter and it was... <laughs> <laughs> it's quite enthusiastic. It's a little weird though, right? Yeah, well, it was... It, listen... Uh, juicy stuff. Man, good old Biden cramp family. Easiest fools to expose we've ever had. It's pretty great. Let's move on from this. Good old Joe Rogan. Ruffling some feathers in the media today. In one of his recent podcasts, Joe Rogan talked about January 6th being a fedsurrection calling it a false flag orchestrated by the federal government and bringing up Ray Epps, saying that the intelligence agencies were involved in provoking people and Ray Epps' attorney ran to the Daily Beast real quick to blast Joe Rogan for calling or, or insinuating Ray Epps is questionable and possibly a federal asset. <laughs> Go Joe. Sometimes Joe Rogan says stuff and I'm like, ah, what a fool. What a clown. But other times, he's on point. I'll hand it to him. Go Joe. And then over in, what's this? I think this is in Wisconsin. Yep, Wisconsin. There was a big LGBTQ pride parade thing. And 200 people came out to protest it. At the protest, one individual, this young gentleman, had a megaphone, loudspeaker. And he was, I mean, from the audio, it didn't sound like he was being any kind of aggressive or hateful. He was just voicing his beliefs. And the cops arrested him. Serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, he's just reading a beware Bible lest verse you be prayer. consumed by one another. Hey, what are you doing? What is the problem? What are that was not even that loud. Where'd the 5-0 come in? 
They said we can have, we can, they said we can speak out here on the sidewalk freely. Nobody so told these us that. cops were sent in by city officials. This is, well, to how shut how these guys no down. Hey, you guys are acting like thugs, man. You're acting like th straight up thugs. Hey, you're 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 taking away my. He has every right to be out here engaging in speech. He has every right to be out here engaging in speech. And There's at the trans gathering the right across the way, playing, they all had a bunch sound. of radios. People are standing out here with radios. That's amplified sound. Yep, amplified sound is what this guy the was arrested for. The ordinance has to do with a decibel gauge. You don't just get to pick and choose which amplification you like and which you don't. That's selective enforcement of the law. See, That's these the cops are just the order follower bootlicker kind. And, uh... I'm all for supporting the police when they deserve support, but I'm not for supporting police when they're being goons, right? Ignorant bullies, for sure. And uh, sent in by the city council to do this. That's, uh, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Bernie Sanders. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Bernie Sanders leads lawmakers demanding the Department of Justice prosecute fossil fuel companies for climate change. <laughs> yeah, we need to uh, arrest that volcano for spewing out more greenhouse gases than humanity like ever has or does. Yeah, we need to um, we need to indict the sun for you know like um, being the main cause of climate change because humans really aren't at all like minuscule tiny amount of climate change done by humans. Yeah, we need to uh, let's arrest that sun. The fuck, Bernie freaking Flanders. He's like a thousand years old by now. Come on. He's lived long enough to see all the climate change and realize that um, it's a cycle. It's a natural cycle. Comes and goes. And um, yeah, it's not caused by humans. Sorry. Man-made climate change. Trash science. Fake science. Get the hell out of here with that. It's the sun, bro. Climate is changing, don't get it wrong. And this is not an excuse to go pollute the environment and turn our Earth to shit. But we don't. Humans don't cause climate change. We do pollute the shit out of the environment. But we don't cause the climate to change. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell has lost millions in jewels and property after her $4.5 million home is sold now she tells her friends she is so broke, she might have to represent herself in court. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel bad? Yeah. Nope. Nope. I don't feel bad. Do you feel bad? Hell no. 
Uh, then we got another creepy Democrat shill weirdo. Sam Bankrupt Fraud. Um, trying to not be bankrupt anymore. FTX confirms plan to relaunch crypto exchange after the feds drop another charge. You know what this means to me? This means that the Democrats are struggling for money. They need some more money laundering schemes to bankroll their political campaigns. So they're letting this guy go so he can restart the engines on that cash cow. Crypto cash cow. Funnel that money into progressive causes. That's right. Uh, over here now to L.A., Daylight robbery, man. Nine dudes just running out of the uh, running out of the Gucci store, right there in Beverly Hills, of all places. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Dude, they booked it. Then you got this security guy just waltzing away. He's like, eh, Gucci bags, I don't care. It's freaking Gucci. They can afford it. Shit's made in China sweatshops for pennies on the dollar anyway. And they're sold for, what, five grand a bag? Eh, don't feel that bad. But, shouldn't be happening. And then what, didn't uh, California... Yeah, I think the Gateway Pundit writes about it here. California has a bill that they're going to be voting on, introduced by a state senator, who's a Democrat, of course, from Cupertino, that makes it illegal for an employer to force their staff to confront shoplifters. So if you're a manager getting robbed, you cannot force your employees to confront them. Which, I mean, if you're the manager, it should be you confronting them, but... As part of the job description, it could also say, uh, don't let shoplifters steal, and that might be required as the job. If so, then, yeah, they could force their staff to confront shoplifters, but California's trying to make it illegal, like everything else in the universe. And here's a little graph of the annual shoplifting reports in L.A. <laughs> Lockdowns. Decreased it, but not all the way. Still had 4,000, 3,500 shoplifting reports per year during the lockdown years. Uh, but then 2022 jumps right back up. Actually, the worst year for shoplifting in L.A. was 2016. Look at that. What's 2023 going to be? Like, boom, up here, 8,000. It says, uh, continuing into the first two months of 2023, according to the LAPD, there's been 1,500 shoplifting cases. Oh, shit, yeah. 
California for you. And big cities. That's why a lot of these stores are closing down in uh, downtown areas. There's just going to be no retail shopping in downtown areas anymore. Because A, most people buying their stuff on the internet. B, downtown areas are getting so just nasty. Homeless people and shoplifting and crime and all that. People don't go downtown anymore. Uh, a few more stories. Lizzo. I, I'm sorry to make you look at this picture, but who the heck even is Lizzo? I like to see her name and likeness all the time. I have no idea what she does or who she is or where she came from. I don't care to know. I take pride in not knowing. But anyway, she's been sued. Lizzo accused of weight shaming. Of all the people to weight shame, uh, I don't think that's your person. Unless you're shaming skinny people. Maybe we can call that jealousy. Lizzo accused of weight shaming and forcing dancers to eat bananas from sex workers' vaginas. Ugh, what the fuck? Alright. That's enough of that one. Whatever. Let her let let her uh, belly flop. All right. Then we got the Gateway Pundit here doing some reporting with the uh, an executive from Black Lives Matter. And this one's pretty... Honestly, put your disdain for Black Lives Matter aside for a moment. This one's pretty heartwarming. Because this Black Lives Matter executive did a video interview with this Gateway Pundit reporter... And in this video interview, he was saying that he stands in solidarity with the January 6th political prisoners. Because he was saying that the uh, government tyranny and legislative abuse, the justice system that went so hard against black people, are pretty much doing the same thing to the January 6th folks. So he's saying he was standing in solidarity with January 6th political prisoners, and there's hundreds of people that stand with him. He says he believes solidarity and brotherhood is the way to combat governmental overreach and legislative abuse. That's something that can make us all come together. The Fed boys. <laughs> that's that's true unison there. The damn government. That damn government. We can all agree. Government sucks. All right. And then a few more things. If you didn't know, now you do. The Women's World Cup is going on. Yeah. Well, who would have known? Who would have thought? Anyway, a uh, Columbia player collapses for the second time in three days on the pitch at the Women's World Cup. I covered this a few days ago. Remember her collapsing the first time? She collapsed again. Uh, she fell for the first time. She fell to the floor during training. Reports claimed it was down to a lack of sleep and the soaring Australian temperatures. What? It's winter in Australia. 
Hold up. I don't know exactly where they're playing, but what's the temperature in... Let's go Brisbane. Closer to the equator than Sydney. It's even going to be a little warmer there. It's only 67 degrees. Fahrenheit. That is a 19 degrees Celsius for your weirdos that use the much more logical metric system. What's the temperature in Sydney? Let's say Sydney. Freaking 63 degrees. Fahrenheit. What about Melbourne? 62. Soaring temperatures, my asshole. That's a vaccident if I've ever seen one. Two vaccinants in three days, I guess. Yeah, man. It's going to keep you happening. Uh, and then over in Sydney, still in Australia, but a family claims in Sydney that a hospital is refusing to give their young daughter a life-saving lung transplant because she won't get the COVID jab. Oh, I wonder why. Maybe she's watching her favorite sports players right now collapse on the field in the middle of the game. And she's thinking to herself, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. I'm trying to get a new lung, a healthy lung. Hopefully, the lung from an unvaccinated person. Because I'm not trying to have blood clots in that lung. So no, I'm not going to get the COVID shot. Dude, so it's disgusting. It's sick, isn't it? The 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 lengths people go to because of their brainwashedness. The whole world's brainwashed. Brainwashedness. Yeah, it's a word. Uh, and then over here, the Guardian, guarding nothing but the. Illuminati. Inside the wellness to fascism pipeline. Remember how a few weeks ago NBC got roasted for equating working out and fitness to being far right? This is along those same lines. One minute you're doing the downward dog. The next you're listening to conspiracy theories about COVID or the new world order. How did the desire to look after yourself become so toxic? Literally. Literally, this guy is writing about how people claiming they go to yoga class and then start talking about conspiracy theories and aliens and QAnon and George Soros. <laughs> Oh, man. Just the spin. The spin on this shit's hilarious. Although, yeah, there probably is a carry over there or a crossover because people go to wellness clinics and nutrition stores and things like that because typically they're waking up to our shit healthcare system, medical system. They're researching big pharma and all of those problems. And then they go down one rabbit hole and they start going down other rabbit holes. So yeah, there's some crossover there for sure. I mean, this the first topic that started started waking me up over a decade ago was researching big pharma. And then I quickly went into, oh my God, the Federal Reserve and fiat money. And then, oh my God, all these 
oil families suppressing Nikola Tesla and free energy research and all that sort of stuff. Then I went down the UFO rabbit hole and everything else from there. It was nuts. So, yeah, totally. But but calling it wellness to fascism. <laughs> oh my god. Are you not entertained? Shit, I hit the gym every day. Guess I better wash off my SS uniform. Haha, <laughs> Jerry. Funny. Uh, one more article. Actually, yeah, that, that one's not too important. Let's just bring some tunes in. I'll get to the chat. Got a couple shout-outs. Cool. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for those gold pills. And then... Where was my homie Polly on Foxhole? Yo, 32 buckaroonies. Appreciate you, man. Whee! You gotta mention Pee Wee Herman. It's an interesting dig. Oh yeah, Pee Wee Herp Herman was a creepy son of a bitch. I don't think he really deserves a mention because that he, he was a freaking weirdo. Like, creepy. I don't know too much about Pee Wee Herman, but I did hear that he uh, had fetishes that were likely illegal. Let's just put it that way. Oh, man. Yo, Rumble Chat. I saw you guys talking earlier about, like, clickbait stuff. I do need to do one of those streams, huh? But... Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be a little while before I do another one, honestly. At least a live stream. Maybe I'll throw together a pre-recorded video. I could probably do that. Yeah. I could work on that this week. But I've just been uh, putting a lot of time and effort into uh, a project. Those clickbait live streams take a lot of time to put together. I just don't have that uh, time or money right now, but once I get some other stuff automated and projects going and whatnot, then uh, I'll have more time to be able to devote to random things. Clickbait of the month. One live show a month. Yeah, it's pretty much pretty much devolved to that, hasn't it? <laughs> Although, honestly, well, I take that back. Because you go onto Twitter, and there's a shitload of trash clickbait on Twitter. But, like, I was, I was checking out some of their channels the other day, and, like, Charlie Ward? He doesn't, he doesn't do videos anymore. Like, check this out. Let's do a click. Let's do a quick clickbait corner here. Let me go grab some bourbon. Just kidding, it's Wednesday. Uh, like this, right? He's not in this video. What is this video? Is is he in this one? Is that? See, he's not even in this video. Okay, here's a quick 30 seconds of Charlie Ward. Might be an old 
old clip, but like he's not in this video. He's not in this one. It's like this Lee Dawson guy took over his channel. Charlie Ward hasn't been in any in it. Maybe he was in that one. But look at this. He like doesn't do any videos on his own channel anymore. He hasn't for like weeks. He's one a month. Um, What else we got? Yeah, let's take a look at uh, makeup boy here. Wanna be boy band? Nicholas Vinyamin. No video for eight days. Yo. Oh, he had Carrie Cassidy on. I bet that one was a gold mine. <laughs> I gotta listen to that one. Uh, yeah, he doesn't do too much content anymore. Not all that much. And it's like the same recycled people every time, just bullshitting about nothing. Some of these clickbait, clickbaiters, some of these fraudcasters have become kind of boring. But there is a lot of clickbait trash on Twitter. You have to cover, for sure. Oh, what about some other channels? Take a look at Mel Carmine. One of the top scammers of the bunch. He bases all his BS off the quantum financial system. Yeah, he didn't do a video for like a month. I think he's got a couple channels though. This could be his backup channel. Mel Carmine, Charlie Ward, and Phil Godlewski are like the three front runners for biggest scammers. Oh, also the, uh, what's her name? Emily Tang? who runs that uh, QSI channel on Telegram, scams people for crypto all the time. She's terrible. Oh, this is another group I've been tracking. Patriot Party News. Oh look, they're live right now. Look, it's weird. They get a lot of, their view count is high, but they only get like 30, 20 likes on their videos. One comment on this one. And why do they keep reposting Stu Peters clips? Oh, there's Scott McCain in the thumbnail. <gasps> Chaz Carter in the thumbnail too. Yeah, these, these guys are like Charlie Ward bros. Total cons. All right. Oh, you guys want me to check out some Phil Frodlewski? I don't even have his, uh, I don't even have his channel, uh, bookmarked. Where is he? This him? There we go. Oh, he did a, he did a Q&A four days ago and an emergency broadcast eight days ago. I'll have to, uh, I don't, I don't watch the, these whole things. I download them and throw them into a transcriber. I'm not gonna sit there for an hour or two and watch these clowns. I'm gonna have to download these and throw them into the transcriber. But, uh, oh yeah. On one hand, Phil Godlewski absolutely buys 
fake views and fake followers. Like 400,000 views on this, bullshit. 10,000 likes, no. It's provable that Phil Godlewski buys fake followers on Telegram and his other accounts. But uh, he does have a contingency of people who actually follow him. So like newly, I don't want to say awakened because these people aren't awakened, but the people new to this stuff, typically, uh, you know, middle-aged, certain demographics that just fall for his bullshit. All right, that's enough of that. Who's Captain Kyle? Oh, he was a dude who was he was doing videos with Derek Johnson and some of those others. He was promoting a bunch of the scams. The Nazara scam, the quantum financial system scam. Captain Kyle was another, another fraudcaster who uh, came onto the scene. He came out on the scene fairly recent, maybe a few months ago or something like that. But yeah, he's a, he's a clown. Chat says, just can't get with the crowd that inserts themselves into every secret. Indeed. They need to establish themselves as an authority, right? That's how you garner an audience and get them to uh, perceive a sense of trust in you is you got to set yourself up as an authority. So they don't want to do that the honest way or the ethical way by putting out like actual good research and taking the long road. They want the shortcut. They want the easy road there. So what do they do? Fake stuff. They fake stuff. Claim they have insiders. Claim they know the inside intel on what's going on with every situation. So then their uh, audience can perceive that trust faster. Even though it's fake, it's a false sense of trust or false sense of authority, but false sense of expertise. Every three months, the quantum financial system is coming any time now. Get excited, nerds. <laughs> Free money if you don't get in on it now. Get excited, nerds. Yeah, that should be the tagline for the uh, Nazara QFS people. The tagline should be, always tomorrow, never today. And it's been that way for 20 years. What's going on? longer than that maybe up to 25 years because the nazara scam was ran all the way back in the 90s early 2000s and the quantum financial system aspect of it was only invented in 2018 i think it surfaced somewhere around 2018 2019 four or five years ago and it's just it's another layer on the nazara bs but it's still bs quantum financial system <laughs> All right, guys, anything else you want to chat about tonight? 
have some fun ranting on some uh, clickbaiters. Uh, yeah, the UFO clickbaiters. That's right, the, the secret space program clickbaiters. The open road still softly calls, like a nearly forgotten song of childhood. Um, we'll rant on them soon. I'll do some digging. Okay, guys. Good chat. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. I'll be here Friday. And tomorrow on Badlands. Knowledge-based. On Badlands Media. So streaming tomorrow on Badlands. Be back here on Friday. Oh, yeah. The Flat Earth stuff. Dude. That one's getting weird, though. I could definitely... Uh, put a lot of flatter stuff into a clickbait of the week stream because I've seen that a lot lately. It's like it comes in waves. You won't see much flatter stuff for a month or two, and then whoa, everybody starts pumping it again. I don't know, bro. It's incredible, right? I guess I guess COVID taught us how seemingly smart people can believe the dumbest shit. I think Flat Earth is another good example of that. You got some seemingly smart people that just get this mind virus and their arrogance gets to them or their insecurity. I think a lot of it is insecurity too. And uh, also also arrogance. They, they feel like they need to know something or they're scared. Their ego is scared if they don't feel like they know something. So weird man some people fall for that shit easy content that'll get podcasters a lot of views so they just you know oh let's do a flat earth video and then they pull that old recycled line i don't know i'm just having a conversation i'm not decided one way or the other dude cop out is that your cope is that your coat for just going for the low-hanging fruit with a shit video? Okay. <laughs> Responsibility for your audience out the window. All right, guys. Good chat. See you Friday. No, see you tomorrow on Badlands. And see you Friday here.